welcome to the Wizard Whiskey Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the hedonist lifestyle. Here we are, finally, with episode three of Damiani Wine Cellars. This is the Cab Franc Vertical. It would have been up much sooner, but they sent a shit ton of wine. I just now got through it all. All right, my virtual tasting guest today is Glenn Allen. He's the co-owner and uh, GM of Damiani Wine Cellars. How are you doing today, Glenn? Doing great. Great. Fantastic. How was Harvest? Well, Harvest this year was pretty good. It was a relatively difficult growing season um, on the heels of two very, very harsh winters. Uh, the vines were quite stressed coming into spring. We had a little bit of a spring frost, then uh, somewhat of a wet spring, early summer. So it was it was kind of a nail biter in the beginning, but fortunately by August and, and and then through September we had some beautiful warm sunny weather. Um, everything came to a beautiful uh, place, fully ripe. The yields are way down though. Any any Finger Lakes producer you'll talk to will tell you, particularly certain varietals that are winter sensitive, cold sensitive, like Merlot, got hit really hard. So um, the yield's down, but the quality is terrific. So all in all, well, I'm pretty, pretty excited by the vintage. Um, uh, you know, I'm the general manager, so I'm looking at the numbers, and it's, it's always painful when you see some beautiful vineyards producing only one quarter of what they normally yield. Well, I guess that's that's some good news for the for the people who love who love great quality. Um. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because you know we generally practice a very low yield um, agriculture practice, but this is extreme even for us. <laughs> we, we prefer to, to drop our own fruit and not have Mother Nature do it for us. Right, of course. All right. Well, so we have we have our Cab Franc vertical, and and I have to tell you, um, this is, I think the last Cab Franc vertical that I'm doing from from the Finger Lakes, uh, as part of this series. I've done some great ones, Fox Run, Lakewood, um, all all exceptional, um, Red Newt Cellars. Um, you guys have I've been doing Cab Franc for for quite a while, um, and I have here the the 2007. 2008 uh, Barrel Select, uh, the 2010, uh, and then the 2012 uh, Barrel Select. So I'm looking forward. What do you say we jump right in uh, to the 07? Sure. Well, 2007 is a special year for me in addition to the fact that it was a stellar vintage. Um, 2007 is the year I met my co-owners Lou Damiani and Bill Davis and so that's the year that I first came on board with Damiani wine cellars and um, uh, they actually hired me as a business consultant and one of the questions at hand coming into the harvest in 2007 was should they expand and uh, continue to grow or just remain as they were and my advice was Buy, 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 buy <laughs> uh, more fruit 
uh, particularly in 2007, which was a, a fantastic year. And um, anyway, we, we've had a great ride ever since, uh, the three of us. And Cab Franc is one of the backbones of the red wine industry here in the Finger Lakes. Um, so I'm, I'm uh, very excited to taste through these and um, see how they've developed over time. 2007 now is a you know, it's a seven-year-old wine, and um, I did have, personally, the eight-barrel select um, not too long ago, and it was just drinking beautifully, so. Um, so do you want to taste through a little bit of the seven, and I'll describe the vintage, or what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, uh, go ahead and describe it to me while I, while I taste it. It's, uh, I, I just took a sip, and it's, it's pretty fantastic for, for being at this point almost nine years old, um, or, or eight and a half years old, I guess. Um, it's uh, it's still got some fruit to it. It's still got some jam uh, to it. The color is is kind of this beautiful rust color, um, and it's like I said, it's pretty. It's held up pretty well, I think. Um, Yeah, I, I, um, I'm thinking the sevens now are reaching their peak and yeah. should be drinking beautifully, um, fully mature, but still with enough structure and stuffing in them to probably hold for a few more years. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how long these go before they start to decline a little bit. Um, but in general, Cab Franc uh, and the Finger Lakes has done really, really well. The 05 I had about a year ago, and it was fantastic. Part 5 was another great year. So, um, anyway, 7 was a, uh, a warm, sunny season, um, pretty much a perfect growing year, almost to the level of drought, um, but without getting to that place where the vines start to collapse from water deficiency. Uh, we did have a little bit of that in 05. Seven was warm, sunny, but not a drought year, just on the edge. And so it really drove beautiful uh, fruit flavor development, um, relatively uh, high um, bricks. I think this one was a 23, ballpark 23 bricks at harvest. Um, and we only made one bottling. I don't think we made a reserve in 2007. So that had both our uh, Damiani fruit um, from our own vineyard and from another east side of Seneca vineyard. So we do source both from our own vineyards and from our neighbors here on Seneca Lake, occasionally from other lakes, but everything we do is 100% Finger Lakes. Well, yeah, and I have to say, I I tasted over 100 Finger Lakes wines before I had managed to get out there. Uh, you and I actually met uh, um, back in August when I was there for a conference, and I have to say, the views from most of the wineries on Seneca Lake are just astonishing. Um, the quality of the wines are are exceptional and just being there in the finger lakes uh reminded me of <clears throat> what something like uh, i would consider a, a rhine valley 
uh, trip, just kind of going up the Rhine and seeing uh, all of these wineries and these these uh, um, these vineyards, um, kind of on these these great brilliant hillsides. And uh, I have to say, it must not suck to work there. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I, I sometimes, particularly in the fall, I, I almost feel guilty driving to work. I, li- I live in yeah. Ithaca about half an hour away. And yeah. my commute is through some of the most beautiful rolling hills. And you come over, you come over the, the crest and you see Seneca Lake open up before you with the foliage in full bloom. And I'm thinking about my friends in Boston or in Manhattan and their commute. And I feel guilty. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, not a bad place to work. Um, at the end of the day, I basically leave my office, which is kind of in the basement of our tasting room, and I just go around the wall and walk outside, and I'm looking at a spectacular sunset, people out playing bocce ball at our bocce ball court, music playing, and it's just, you know, <laughs> it's it's not a bad place to, to walk out into. So, yeah, I'm, I do feel blessed. Um, so the 2008, um, your, your 2008, yeah, so barrel select, um, we, we, I think we started that designation in 2008. Uh, we literally go through the cellar and taste through the barrels and we have a pretty good idea when the fruit comes in, we keep it separated by source and lot. Um, and every barrel is labeled with exactly what's been done to it um, and where it came from and what the harvest date was and all that. So um, as that barrel's aging and developing, we have a pretty good idea what's what's going to be the best barrels and you know one of our uh, signature wines here is our Meritage which is a uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc and Merlot blend so our our red wine program basically starts with the Meritage we select some of our best barrels for that wine and then if we have a purpose of outstanding barrels, then we'll um, separate those off as well and make a barrel select. We've literally gone through and selected two or three of this, two or three of that, and put them into our barrel select bottling, which is what we consider the highest expression of the land and of the grape. So 2008, we made two different Cab Francs, a regular, which was beautiful by itself. It was a blended um, bottling of different vineyards. The barrel select comes entirely from the Damiani vineyard, which over the years has consistently produced really uh, intense, uh, uh, big Cab Franc. And so in, in certain years when we're able to, we will separate off some of our best barrels and make a barrel select. So that's what you're drinking now is from 2008 
the best Cab Franc we've produced. Compared to the 07, it's infinitely more jammy, uh, a lot of kind of sour cherry and tart fruit. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. It's It's got a lot of body. Um, it's not kind of your typical uh, Northern Hemisphere, uh, hemisphere uh, Cab Franc, um, and I, I I love it. It's it's awesome. Yeah, I I'm getting pretty thirsty listening to you. <laughs> I don't have them open in front of me. But, oh, you gotta uh, yeah, you gotta open those things, man. I mean, you gotta. I know. Well, if I had the whole crew here again, I I would do yeah. that. It's uh, it's it not fair to, for me to, to me to be. <laughs> yeah, it's not fair for me to be drinking alone here. It's like eleven o'clock in the morning out here. So. Uh, uh, well. He's off to a good start, huh? Yeah, it's five. It's five o'clock somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you know, oak regime wise, typically even for our reserves, we still stop. We try not to overpower our wines with a lot of oak, certainly not a lot of new oak. So um, we just gently frame the fruit with enough oak that it's there and it's present, but in a complementary way and not necessarily in that way. Um, the bigger the year, the bigger the wine, the more new oak and the more... Uh, length of time. So right here is where unfortunately Gene got cut off. Uh, there was an issue with the equipment and so we picked it back up uh, just a few minutes later. So this is the rest of the interview. Okay. Um, should we resume? We were uh, we were talking. Yeah, we we can we can dive back in. I again I apologize. So. Um, sure. Well, I'm just saying in general our philosophy is to um, just gently frame with oak. Um, the 07 saw nine months in oak, and I believe the eight-barrel select saw um, nine to ten months in oak. And so, yeah, when we get to the next one, I'll, I'll look at those notes, too. But, uh, you know, stylistically, our fruit is quite different here in the Finger Lakes from other regions of the world. I mean, we're, we're a cooler climate, so we are more akin to cool climate regions such as Europe or, uh, you know, Washington, uh, Oregon, less so to California. So stylistically, what that means is our fruit is a little more um, delicate, lighter tannins, um, very um, distinct flavors, less of the super fruit bomb jammy quality, um, although it can get quite aromatic and um, there can be some jam on uh, in certain years. You'll, you'll see that in the 10 and 12 probably. But um, yeah, I just wanted to point out that it's it's kind of interesting when you taste through wine from around the world. They tend to have a certain personality to the region. And Finger Lakes 
does have its own kind of distinct personality, um, similar but not the same as, say, Europe or um, Washington and Oregon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I got a lot more um, with with Camp Rock specifically, um, New World, uh, uh, and of course Old World. Um, I tend to get less compact dark fruit, and I tend to get a lot more um, fresh aromatic, um, fresh cut, you know, dark flowers, things like that. Um, and and I, I'm a huge, huge Cab Franc fan, especially from uh, from Chinon uh, in France, but also um, very quickly becoming a, a an obsessed uh, Finger Lakes Cab Franc guy. Um, because I think the quality is yeah, there, and um, yeah, yeah, no, join the club. I'm, I'm a huge Cap Franc lover too, and I really, frankly, didn't even know Cap Franc before I moved to this region. Um, yeah. I knew of it, I knew it as a component in a Bordeaux, and you know, it was a Chinon and so on, but um, I've really come to know it very well as a varietal here in the Finger Lakes. And it's funny because there's a number of people who come to the tasting room who are big red wine lovers, and they may have heard of it, but they're not really aware or familiar with Cab Franc. And um, so it's fun pouring that for people and seeing, you know, their eyes light up and like, wow, that's terrific. And then they, so then they, they, they join the club, so to speak, of... Uh, Cab Franc lovers. You know, it's like it's like uh, a big red, but it's not. It's just not the same as a Merlot or a Cab Sauv. No, no, it's a lot more. There's a lot more subtlety. There's a lot more, uh, and and there's a lot more there. I mean, Cab Francs um, beat out Cab Savs in in some categories. Granted, if if I'm in the mood to to have my my palate completely ripped apart uh, for the day, then yeah, I'll go with a, um, a Cabernet Sauvignon from Napa that's like a year old. Uh, but if I want, you know, something that's going to go well with a lot of things, a great pairability, um, or just, hey, I'm bored on, on Tuesday, let's open a bottle of, of, of Cab Franc. Um, it, can, it can go with a lot of great things. So, um um, I, I've i been amazed at the amount of different pairings the local chefs have come up with for Cab Franc. Um, everything from venison to um, a beet salad, depending on the particular Cab Franc. Some, some Cab Franc can be quite earthy, and others are right. um, you know, more in the saddle leather, uh, berry, wild berries, and yeah, it's perfect. Um, speaking of bramble fruit and berries, uh, I'm on to the uh, to the 2010 in my glass. Um, wow, that is that is fresh, and I'm I'm kind of psyched about this one. Um, speaking of, you know, berry forward and bramble fruit, so. Yeah, well, 2010 was a record-breaking year for us. It was the, the most growing degree days we've had in 40 years. Um, 
it was a stellar season. We had an early bud break uh, in April. Temperatures just remained temperate throughout the spring. That's always the, the concern when you get a, a, a warm spring that you'll get a cold snap and then kill the buds, which we had a little bit of this year. Um, but in 2010, it started early as like the horses left the gates and never stopped. We had a beautiful growing season with a perfect balance of rain and heat. Um, we did our, our um, regime of fruit thinning and leaf pulling. Um, all of our grapes came in beautifully clean and super ripe. So yeah, we were all, I mean, the whole Finger Lakes was pretty excited when the harvest came in. It was just one of the best growing seasons any of us had seen. And best also translates, by the way, to um, easy. It's easy to grow when the, the sunshine is out every day and you get a little bit of rain here and there to keep the plants happy. But um, otherwise, the, the Mother Nature just does her thing, and it's, it's a wonderful thing to behold. Um, so, yeah, 2010, fantastic. We uh, harvested in the beginning, you know, like the mid-October mid for the Cab Franc, and pulled it in at a record 25.4 bricks. Um, so as a result, you're looking at a 13.9 alcohol wine, which is not characteristic. But yeah, that one's packed and stacked, as they say. That's 100% Damiani Vineyard. Again, one of those where we go through. And in the case of 2010, we just called it a reserve, not a barrel select, because we took the whole lot of Damiani and bottled it. Uh, we didn't need to pick out barrels here and there because we had so much fantastic fruit from all the other vineyards that went into our regular Cab Franc that we just took the whole Damiani vineyard and bottled it for the reserve, which is a whopping oh, yeah. 97 cases. <laughs> so uh, I guess I should remind you that we are a small producer, so even in a great year with great quality and tremendous um, yield, we uh, produced 97 cases of our reserve. Yeah, I uh, so so for for those who who love uh, the collecting side or who love the the small side and want to want to find stuff that's uh, that's not mass produced, the Finger Lakes is a great way to uh, to a great route to go. Um, all of the Riesling in the entire Finger Lakes produced in one year. Um, does not uh, reach the amount of Riesling that is produced by Chateau Saint Michel. Wow. I uh, I, I that found that out while I, while I was in while I was in New York. Uh, every every bottle of Riesling produced in the Finger Lakes is uh, is not as much as Chateau Saint Michel produces in one year. Uh, <laughs> So that's a different scale. Want, that's you, pretty cool. If you want small batch, if you want great quality, you know, small produced uh, products, Finger Lakes is definitely the way to go. Well, I will say we get very excited when production of a particular wine breaks into three digits. So um, 
we when we say we produce three, four, or five hundred cases of something, we're, we're we're thinking that's a lot. We've never broke the thousand case level on anything, although we're getting there. We're, we continue to um, grow, and we've developed a couple of new wines. Our MC squared is a uh, as an example. It is a Cab Franc Merlot uh, Cab Sauv blend. And uh, we're up to 900 cases on that, so that's, that's like big leagues for us. Anyways, back to the, the 2010. Um, yeah. One of my personal favorites of all time, and I hate to say it, but it, it remained that way until the 12 came along. But now we're splitting hairs because all four wines you have in front of you are each um, – distinctly different, but all so beautiful. I, I don't think you can go wrong. I'd be curious to see how the 10 develops over time, as well as the 12. They're both big, um, high alcohol, high jam, high everything. It's like packed in stock. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm psyched for the, for the 12. Let's, uh, let's break that open. Uh, there it is. Almost broke my glass. Awesome. Uh, and uh, so this one's obviously the youngest. Um, so it's going to be be the freshest. Some of the the fruits obviously a lot more prevalent. A um, little bit of vanilla. Uh, some dark plum. Great color on this. I mean, great extraction with a little bit of rim variation. Um, Super young. I think I think it's gonna develop a lot over time and just go totally dark uh, as far as the fruit and just kind of um, turn into something something really 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 good as opposed to just really really good. Um, yeah. Well, the, the other thing about both. Well, I haven't tasted the seven recently, but both the ten and the twelve also come with a remarkable array of spices in them. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> like baking spices, the 12 in particular, in addition to the, the all the berries, the blackberry, raspberry, blueberry, I get allspice and, uh, yeah. and cinnamon, and uh, it just goes on and on. Beautiful finish. Um, the 10 and the 12 are both Unfined and unfiltered, we do practice minimal intervention in winemaking as well as in the vineyards. So where possible, it's not like it's a goal of ours. We're just looking. Our goal in making wine is to make the best wine possible. And it turns out leaving a, a wine unfined and unfiltered is often the best wine we can produce. So we've been doing that with our Pinot Noirs now since... 2008, <coughs> and, and more recently with the uh, Bordeaux grapes. Um, so this is another example of that. This sees about <coughs> 17 months in French and American barrels. Only 16% new American oak. The rest is in various stages of, you know, one, two, three-year-old. Again, we're looking to 
gently drain the oak, the, the fruit with the oak. But um, with with the amount of fruit in this one, we actually left it in for 17 months. And I think it's still just a gentle frame. Well, well, I uh, I think you guys did a did a fantastic job with these cap frogs. Um, they they obviously have ageability, which was something that we talked about at great length uh, while I was in the finger licks. Um, how do you know if a wine is ageable? Well, you have to age it. Um, so I'm I'm really excited to be able to do these these verticals um, where I get to taste <clears throat> you know different vintages and, and understand. Uh, the the true nature of of Finger Lakes Cab Franc, and I I think you guys um, have nailed that process. Um, and and I do I love a good. Un- I was going to say we we um, knowing some of these can be laid down for some time. We started producing in limited quantities magnums of some of these Bordeaux uh, varietals. So we just released our Cap Franc Magnums, of which, I mean, literally uh, uh, 15 cases or something. I'm not sure. But, um, it'll be fun to lay those down because Magnums, of course, do age a little slower, a little more gracefully. So certainly for the collector, the Magnum is the way to go. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I myself just attended a large format tasting. They had some 12 liters, they had 9 liters, they had some 27 liters. Um, really excited to taste some of that stuff, um, especially just because large formats they just taste better when they're when they're aged for a long time. Uh, so yeah, you know, you know, the other thing I do personally is if I find a wine I like, I buy a case and lay it down, and every year or so I'll take a bottle out and see how it's going. And, if you do one a year, then you've got 12 years in the box. If it starts to uh, fall away, then you sort of bring it into uh, on deck and drink it up. Otherwise, it's it's really fun to watch a wine develop over time. Absolutely. It's one of the best parts. 